I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Remote control on Room 104. Ooh. <laughs> You're such a loser. Oh, oh, I'm a loser, You're am I? Such a loser, yeah. You get far too excited about your silly little pranks that you're going to do. Uh, so, should some of us take our jobs seriously? Okay. <sighs> I hope you get fired over this. I won't get fired. This has gotten management approval. I, I hope you do, though. No, won't. I hope they turn around and be like, actually, no. No, because they'd be liable too. I'm going to see you all then. Do going to see the company. Okay, let let me explain. Right, so every Wednesday for the last couple of weeks, the idea behind remote control was that we would have each other's phones for an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, so we could do what we want: text whoever, message whoever. I know what whoever. you're doing. What I know that? what you did. What? I know. I know exactly what you've done. What? Because when we were working at home, I gave you access to my actual phone. So you know the way. Remember, you were able to log in. Yeah. So you logged in, now you're after, like, taking all my information or something. That's definitely it. No. Not even close. So, listen, that's what we've been doing back and forth. It started off by Michelle, who was a listener of the show, suggesting I post up on Saoirse's Instagram that you're pregnant. So an ultrasound of a baby went up. Yeah. And there you go. And everyone everyone believed it. Hook, line and sinker. And then you had to go and tell everyone, no. Have you hacked into my camera? That's you exactly what I've been doing. Pictures. Yeah, your camera's been on twenty four seven. Just you know, I no, go no, home. No, my and like, camera on. My, my picture. No, my no, phone. no. Your camera has just been on twenty four seven. Okay, you haven't even noticed. Has it. it anything to do with you being able to access my information? Uh, no. It definitely has. One hundred percent not. No. Because you'd be so let down. <laughs> like this is. Like, this is boring. My God. So, so anyway, that, that okay. was the first week, and we've gone back and forth. So the following week then, Saoirse had my phone, and yeah. she called off my wedding pretty much online and said, after eight years, myself and the missus are breaking up. That didn't go down too well. That was no, a deep it burn. No, no, no. It was a deep burn. And then you made me message the boss looking for a raise. Yes, I and did. And the father-in-law looking for money. Oh, that was not a good move by me. That didn't go down well at I all. I did not go all. down well at all. And who's to me... <laughs> I'm not saying to hold a grudge run, but... What? <laughs> ever since then. <laughs> he hasn't spoken to you, has he? No. But he doesn't like me either, so... But I've been working on something ever since then, as payback. Okay, this is how long it's been going, okay. like two or three weeks. This is involving other people then? Several other people. That know me? Yeah, to work with you. Oh, that work? No, it's not that work with me. It is, yeah. So anyway... No, you have to get approval. Yeah. 
But I'm saying the whole prank, has it got something to do with people I know? Yeah. That have given you information? No. It definitely does. It no, definitely no, no, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't have nothing, nothing, no personal information is needed for this at all. So can this prank, <clears throat> this exact prank, be done on anyone? Of course it could, yeah, of course it could. But it, would, it wouldn't make sense to do it on anyone but you, because there's only me and you on the show. Why, why would I do it on anyone? Doesn't make doesn't make any sense. Anyway, just just to clarify. But say if you were on, say, April Fool's Day, you decided you wanted to prank Tara. Yeah. Could you use this exact formula? Yeah, I could, yeah. On her? Mm-hmm. I could, yeah. And change nothing? Uh, yeah, could. So anyway, I'm getting a lot of messages in here going, will you please tell me what you have planned for? I can... I can't do it this evening. Okay. Why not? Why does it have to be held off? I it, don't understand. It's embargoed. This is the way these big media releases and launches happen. It's embargoed until tomorrow night at nine o'clock. Am I getting a better job? <laughs> <laughs> We've got you a job in the civil service. <laughs> You've loads to leave. Flexi time can never get fired. <laughs> Unbelievable. If that's civil it, if, service. If tomorrow's my last show, like I'll actually be happy. I'll be delighted to get away <clears> from you. Uh, no, won't be your no, last show. No, I actually show. will. No, won't be your last show. Damn. But it could be, could it? No. But I could leave on the premise that you have just destroyed my life. Yeah, there's definitely a high-risk possibility that that'll happen. So she has absolutely no idea. And I thought, for the last two or three weeks, I had this idea. And I was waiting to be disappointed. You know when you're just, you're like, do you know what would be gas if we did this? And then we, you know, get two steps down the line and they're like, oh, they're not going to go for it. I'm like, ah, for So I was so holding myself back and didn't want to get um, too excited. But what happened today is everything that needed to happen for this thing to, to happen on Friday... How long did it take you to plan this? Three weeks. Like three solid weeks? Yeah, yeah. A lot of back and forths, a lot of emails, a lot of contacts, a lot of phone calls. This took me three weeks to get this done. And today, 100% final sign-off was done this afternoon at half past 12. And I can finally say now that this is... I think it's going to be hilarious. I think it's what we all need and I can reveal exactly what it is tomorrow night at nine o'clock and then you'll need to be around on Friday. I'm not around on Friday. I'm busy. Oh, you, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm just, literally busy. I can't. I'm just... That's no worries at all. Again, it doesn't... It's happening on Friday and it'll happen with or without you. That doesn't make any sense though. So... Just wanted to give you a heads up. If you were tuning in for remote control this evening now, <clears throat> it's not happening because something bigger and better is happening tomorrow. So tune back in 9 o'clock tomorrow where I will reveal to Saoirse, finally, I've been begging, begging, I've been itching to tell you this because I'm like, oh, just itching and I can't. People are messaging me like, Dan, Dan Pitcher, who we had on the show last night, is like, dying to see what you've planned for her herself this week. Can you tell me? I'll keep it shh. And I'm like, it's big. He goes, I go on. I can't tell him. I can't tell anyone in case they le- leak it to you. They wouldn't leak it to me. They will leak it to you. But Why I, would they leak it to me? I've been struggling with this to hold it in. But tomorrow, tomorrow 9 o'clock, be sure to tune in. You, you I, Click here to find out. You'll never believe. Look, look at this message now that's come in. This first one. Which one? Right? Which one? This one. Yeah, that one. This one? Yeah. Who's that in from? This message? Yes. Sam. Oh, that's our nice friend Sam from yesterday. The lovely Sam, who's a clean cook guy, said he'll take my place if I leave. Well, thank you very much, Sam. There we go. We've already got a replacement for you. Fine. Do you know what? Fine, Sam. Take my place. 
Are you worried? And why don't you be humiliated for the next two years? Are you, are you worried? Are you nervous? No, I'm actually not. I'm more worried about my car being clapped. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That, that would be more of a significant financial impact on you now, bud. Any ideas what it might be? I thought maybe either A, it was maybe you got personal information or something like that. Nope. But I don't think there's anything interesting enough. B, that maybe you've contacted people that know me and... Nope. Nope. Stop! Is it scary? Is it scary? Uh, no. At least tell me that. No. Stop. It's not scary? No, no. Have you signed me up to something? Nah, not really. What do you mean, not really? <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense. Tell Saoirse, I will bring her to the airport to get away. Thank you. Oh, Tommy. <clears throat> Thank you. I need to go to the airport and get away. Actually, that's a great idea. Well, if I don't have to be here, then I'll just go off to the airport and you can all have a laugh on my expense. I don't mind. What have you done? Why are you giving me that look? You're evil. I know. I just didn't think that this would ever happen. And it did. And I like, I'm, I like a tear, brought a tear to my eye. I'm like, oh, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And why would they not have, um, <clears throat> why did you have to bring it to the heads? Oh, I had to bring this to the heads. Like, if you didn't, could it have been a bit touch or go? It couldn't have happened. Why? Could not have happened. Oh, I like that. Did you arrange for Matt Damon? If you arrange for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck to be interviewed by Sir Did I arrange for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Oh, I love that. No. What do you mean, no? I did, didn't organise that. This isn't a good thing for Sir It's not a good thing. This okay. is a funny thing for me and you, Sandra, and to everyone else listening. You'll be in knots laughing at it. Sorry. <laughs> Cormac, where are you located, please? Um. Do you want to murder me? Actually, yeah, good idea. So that's why that's we're not doing do. a remote control this evening. It's technically dead. The bar has been raised tomorrow at 9 o'clock. So she will finally realise what is in store for her, what the prank is. It's the greatest prank I've ever pulled in my entire life. I don't life. have to do anything. Nothing. I just have to watch something this is you all have done. done. This is all done, and it will finally be revealed and presented to you. And I'm like, here you go, Sir. Happy birthday. Oh, it's a birthday present now. Not really. You're so evil. I hate you. <laughs> he knows this is bad. I can see it in his face. So bad. Why did the head sign off on this? I don't know. I'm gonna I, write to I, him tomorrow I, and be like, cancel and, it. And here's the thing, I thought they might want to come back and, and change some things about it as well, like water it down. Because you know the way these things are, you're like, you push it out a little bit to try and come back and they'll push you back a little bit and go, no, maybe just change X, Y, and Z about it and then we might be able to do it. They didn't even say a thing. They're like, yeah, go for it. 100% sign off. Everything. First draft. I was like, there we go. Amazing. Anyway. Tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. That's when it's all going to happen. So mark it in your calendars. Mark it in your diaries. Set a reminder. Tune in. Room 104. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. When all will be revealed, click here to find out. You nervous? No. I told you, I'm more nervous about my car. Fine, okay. After if the I don't car get bit, clamped, I, if I do get clamped, I just... You won't care at all, I actually. Care, yeah. yeah, you won't care. Although, if, the juice, if you do get clamped on this, it'll, it might push her over the edge. So, Sam, get your demo ready. Get yourself behind the <laughs> microphone and get practicing because you could be in here sooner rather than later. Uh, Disgusting Foods, by the way, we're chatting to somebody from the, the curator of the Disgusting Foods Museum in Sweden. If you've ever had anything disgusting in your mouth, and uh, not the ex, what... 
FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on uh, Room 104. You can get the podcast, by the way, listen back to the full shows, features, interviews up there. So whatever podcast platform you are listening to or using, you can find us there. Dave in the van, how did I do with my toy boat? I was uh, doing a delivery, didn't hear. I told you you did the best, Dave. Well done, Dave. So 10 out of 10. I think, I think you won, Dave. So there you go. Happy days. Um, are you sure I'll be laughing, Cormac? That comes in from Sandra Ooh. in relation to the huge big reveal we have planned tomorrow on the show. I have planned tomorrow on the show yeah. for Sersha. I love that people are concerned for me, and you should be. You're a horrible person. You really are. Isn't it? It's just trying to have a crack, right? Anyway, moving on. Anyway, 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 moving on. We will move on. Just remember to be here. In room 104 tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Thanks very much. Uh, on the way next, you're going to be hearing from a man who runs the... who's the curator of the most disgusting foods museum, the Disgusting Food Museum in Malmo in Sweden. And they've just launched a disgusting beer slash alcohol exhibition. Always drink responsibly, but I guarantee you won't be drinking any of these beers because some of them are made from... What's it? Sheep testicles fermented in sharks? Balls? I don't even know what... <laughs> swear to God. The other ones include... Spit fermented beer from South America, Peru, I think. Uh, they're all culturally significant. They're all from various different parts of the world. Um, some of the disgusting foods include maggot infested cheese from Sardinia, a delicacy, and the maggots are alive, by the way. But people eat it as if it's nothing. It's like, no, these, these are fine. These are my cheesy maggots. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So he's going to be on the way next. But what we would like to know from you this evening the most disgusting thing you have ever eaten. I mean, you've eaten more disgusting things than I have. You had maggots and stuff, whereas yeah. I have only eaten, yeah, the alligator. And that's just kind of a weird thing. It wasn't even that it tasted bad. Yeah. But some types of cheeses are pretty bad, aren't they? Like those smelly... Yeah, they're toxic. Yeah, they're horrible. Somebody messaged in about, what was it, uh, herring? What? Yeah. what fish herring. was it? Herring, yeah. yeah. Is it herring or herring? Herring. Heron? Heron. Um, also, I think it's, is it brie? Brie is disgusting. Anyone that likes brie smells like feet. Do I have to give you some moral support? I have a feeling he's not letting you off easy. Yeah, I have a feeling that too, Sandra. I just don't want to be clamped, lads. <laughs> That's all I care about, okay? Deep breaths. We'll, we'll get a clamp update live now in a few moments. Anyway, most disgusting thing you've ever eaten or drank, we will take this evening. WhatsApp 87 Andreas Ahren from the disgusting... Food Museum from Sweden. He's on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here and I mean, a bit of a food theme going on in the show this evening, but I came across this museum over in Sweden and it does some of this. This has to be one of the strangest museums I have ever heard of my entire life. And now they're running an even stranger um, exhibition within the strange museum that they have to talk a little bit more about this and explain to this if you're ever in Sweden you have to go and if you've ever been by the way will you drop us a WhatsApp and let us know if you've been to the disgusting food museum over in Malmo joining us now uh, from the museum his, uh, himself Andreas 
Aaron, Andreas, how are you, sir? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, really good. And I suppose myself and Stacia were talking about this during the week. Fascinated to know what goes on in the disgusting food museum. <laughs> yeah, we just released our new alcohol exhibit this uh, weekend. And uh, yeah, it's been a smash hit so far. So we have everything from uh, cheap uh, dung-smoked whale testicle beer to uh, poop <laughs> wine to fish whiskey. Poop wine? Now, can you just explain that for me? Yeah, absolutely. This is a traditional South Korean medicine. So it's not something that people drink to get to get uh, drunk from it. Um, so you start off with the poo of a small child between four and seven years old. You put it in some water, uh, let it ferment for 24 hours. Then you mix in some rice for that, that starch and sugar. And then you ferment it for another seven days. I'm speechless. And, th- and then what? <laughs> And then you drink it, especially for <laughs> bruises and, and broken bones and so on. This is crazy. Obviously, we have to mention always drink responsibly. But I know if you're listening to this, you're not going to drink any of these disgusting uh, beers or, or, you know, things that uh, Andreas is talking about. <laughs> but, uh, God, where, where do you come up with these these ideas? Well, I mean, so uh, quite a lot of these things are medicine, especially traditional medicine. Uh, some things here in the museum are uh, kind of experimental brews. Uh, so the the sheep dung smoked whale testicle beer is, is one such thing. It's a small microbrewery on the west coast of Iceland that's been doing this for a couple of years. It's a very good complement to the traditional uh, Icelandic midwinter festival uh, foods like uh, pickled sheep's testicles, fermented shark, and, and pickled whale blubber. So so they wanted to create a beer that was a good complement to these traditional foods. Now, are people actually drinking this? Absolutely. It's actually quite tasty, especially at the Kvalur is, is nice, yeah. I don't think you this could is, pay me enough. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this, is, this is insane. I, I, I love it because I can't even, there's been so many words in front of that sheep's thing. I can't even, I can't even remember them. But taking a step back for a moment, right? How long has the Disgusting Food Museum been operating? We're coming up on two years. We opened in October 2018. And okay. Apart from the alcohol exhibition that year you're running now at the moment, which sounds just ridiculous, and but ridiculously good, <laughs> I should say, what are some of the other things that you've yes. been doing over the last couple of years? Well, uh, this is our first temporary sub-exhibit, but the main exhibit has uh, about 80 different uh, things from all over the world. And that's everything from baby mouse wine to bull testicle to fermented shark or maggot-infested cheese. Maggot-infested cheese? Yes, the casumasu from Sardinia, Italy. God, and Sardinia, Italy is really fancy. I just don't put oh, yes. the two and two together. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> well, it's quite tasty, actually. I, I tried it uh, about a year ago, and it was quite nice, like a very spicy pecorino. Uh, did you try it with the maggots? Yes, absolutely. You have to close your eyes when you try it, because they jump up to 15 centimeters. Oh, no, stop it. Oh, no, they stop don't. it. You know you can um, get paid to go on a TV show that actually, um, you know, these are the kind of things you have to eat. You don't have to do it for free. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun to try the foods of, from all over the world. So everything in the exhibit is something that's completely normal where it comes from. It's just disgusting kind of out of context if you remove it from the culture where it's normal. Andreas, Andreas, we'll have to stop you there. Maggot-infested cheese cannot be normal in any part of the world. Oh, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely normal in Sardinia. I've met plenty of Sardinian visitors here in the museum that say, yeah, I grew up eating. What? Oh, my 
God, how are you not getting sick? <laughs> well, you do have to shoo them quite well. Otherwise, they can survive in your intestines and bore through Stop. your intestines. So. Stop it. No, this is, this is wrong. Do you, know, do you know what this sounds like, right? Maggot-infested cheese. It sounds like something, you know, maybe if you grew up in the 80s and Ireland was a rough place to live and <laughs> yeah. uh, your family had no money to go out and get proper food, that they were like, that's healthy for you. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, really, ma'am? It's like a maggot-infested potato. Uh, and, and you're being told well, it's great. Well, I mean, if quite close to you as well. I mean, if you just go over to, to Scotland, you have haggis, right? Yeah. And that's also a part of the exhibit. And and that's quite disgusting if you're not grown up with it, if you're not accustomed to it. What is that? Haggis is a sheep stomach with a sheep lungs and liver and a, a heart uh, stuffed inside the, the sheep stomach and, and boiled. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. that. That was probably it. I didn't realize there was so much more ignorantly probably so much more around the world if, if, if you're just tuned in by the way we're talking to the um, Andreas from the Disgusting Food Museum uh, over in, in Sweden let us know the most disgusting thing you have ever eaten um, I think like I've eaten um, I've eaten what have I eaten like uh, moths and insects and stuff would probably be the most disgusting thing that, that I have eaten oh have those you? are quite easy That's not they good. are in fairness they are and I remember they were like there was chili flakes on them and they were dried out and they weren't even alive so like maggots and, and moths and different things like that insects they're, they're not too difficult at all but have you no. like made it a point to try all of the disgusting food in the museum yes I try absolutely everything I can get my hands on so uh, the two worst things I've had so the, the worst thing I've eaten is probably another Sardinian cheese actually it's the sukalu. Uh, you take a baby goat, you let it drink from its mother, you slaughter it, cut out the stomach, you make a cheese inside the stomach. And the first time I ate that, I had about six pieces the size of half a golf ball or something. And then mm. I had an aftertaste in my mouth for three days afterwards. That was that was horrendous. Oh, uh, um, what did it taste like? Well, it's it's like um, a very mature goat cheese mixed with a blue cheese mixed with a, a pretty nice helping of stomach acid. <laughs> oh, God. Right, so that's number one. What was the second most disgusting thing you've ever eaten the two actually it's it's a tie when it comes to drinking so the first is the baby mouse wine from china newborn baby mice put in rice wine um that tastes like a mix of gasoline and rotting animals and the oh. second worst or like the tie for number one would probably be uh, gomutra from india it's cow urine that was <laughs> i was so close to throwing up when i had that I have no just, words in this. Sorry, whole just straight up cow urine. Yeah, yeah. And is there is there any thinking again? Because I know a lot of these things they sound ridiculous, but as you mentioned, in their cultural context, there is um, either a, 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 a use to it or a belief that there's maybe medicinal yeah. purposes of it. Is the cow urine meant to do anything for you? Yes, it is uh, supposed to be medicinal, and uh, it cures diabetes and, and high blood pressure and things like that. And of course, cows have a very sacred place in Indian. Yeah. So the combination of those two, it's it's completely normal in India. Uh, I've had plenty of Indian visitors here saying that they've they've had it growing up. So, are there any other kind of weird, disgusting foods or drinks that are coming into the museum? Uh, one is uh, I'm standing in front of it right now. It's the prison toilet wine. So it's an American invention in in prisons and jails in the U.S. They can't have alcohol, of course. So what they do when they get desperate is they. They put some very overly ripe oranges and fruit cocktail 
sugar and tomato ketchup and some old bread in a Ziploc bag. They bring it into the shower to heat it up as much as possible, and then they keep it in the water tank of their toilets to hide it from the guards, where it ferments over a week or two to, to reach anywhere from 2 to 14% alcohol. That's that's kind of on the weird side. And the very creative side, I suppose, as well. You think like people in, in tough very, situations yes. figuring out how, they, yeah, how yeah, they can do it. These lads are like scientists. Yeah, it, they figured out that you need yeast, you need sugar, you need fermentation. And, and they try to recreate it as, as good as they could. Just, um, I really is, want to go, though. I really so do I. I really, 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 really <laughs> want to go over and have a look at this. I mightn't be up for trying some stuff, but again, can you give us a quick maybe rundown of some of the, the new al- disgusting alcohol exhibition that I guarantee you you're not going to, most people are never going to be drinking and you won't be drinking a lot of it. Can you give us a rundown then of just some of the, because I read a list of some of the, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. the wines and the prism ones, but what, what are some of the other um, it, it, more interesting, strange uh, alcohols that are on uh, the, are in the exhibition at the moment. Yeah, we have something that's basically the um, the origin of alcohol as we know it. It's Chica de Muco from Peru. So you take um, cornmeal from Peruvian purple corn and you shoo it and the enzymes, the ptialine enzymes in the saliva starts a fermentation process in the corn. So you shoo it and then you spit it out into like a bucket um, you add some fruits and then you let it ferment. So that was how alcohol production started 7,000 years ago. Um, sake production also started like that with shearing rice. So that's a very, very historic alcohol. Oh, weird. So people were just chewing stuff, spitting it out. I mean, who discovered that? This is insane. How did somebody discover that, you know, spitting <laughs> that, that out is their a food into a bucket? We get all the time for, yeah, we, we get that question all the time for a lot of the items here. So probably a lot of this uh, started off as chance. It started off as someone randomly just chewed some corn and spit it out, and then they discovered that alcohol was warm. That that was most likely the the start of this. I feel really bad for the guy in India who went up and just drank the urine, and then the second guy went up and was like, oh, there's actually milk here, man. You don't actually need need to touch that. Do they not need to pass some kind of health and safety test? Oh, yes, absolutely. No, it's it's uh, controlled by the government. The government actually even uses the cow urine for cleaning floors in government buildings. We could have a whole new industry here. You know, we'd, we've loads of cows over here. So Too many. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, we were like, lads, what are you doing with the urine over there? We're like, nothing. Give it, give it over here. I'll be straight into uh, into uh, Leinster House and the government buildings going, lads, we'll uh, mop the floors with some cow urine. It makes sense on far too many levels, but here we go. Um, listen, Andreas, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Again, if you're listening, always drink cow urine responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. I guarantee you no one is going to be drinking a lot of these things. But what's the website or social media handles for the Disgusting Food Museum? Yeah, just go to disgustingfoodmuseum.com or at Disgusting Food Museum. Brilliant. I'll be over soon. As soon as COVID is finished, I will be over to try all of these things. Looking forward to it. Andreas, thanks so much for that. Thank you very much. Send us in most disgusting food you've ever eaten or disgusting thing you've ever drank. Let us know. WhatsApp 087-67-97-104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. I love it. It's my favourite music. Oh, yeah. Just celebrating every single week. Uh, morons that you've come across. Idiots. Myself, myself. I am nominating myself for getting stung in the mouth by a wasp. Who does that? Um, I don't know. It's a very... Silly thing to do. It's a very difficult thing. Very difficult thing to do and to, to have happen. You know what I mean? 
but it happened to you. It happened to me. So well done. Thank you. But I'm going to nominate myself because that's ridiculous. That's pretty bad, all right. So there you go. So she's nominated. Um, that's pretty... Oh, do you blame you? I blame myself, yeah, because I should have inhaled the wasp. Yeah. You know, I should have saw it buzzing <coughs> right... Bes- yeah. <sighs> Most people would react quickly and maybe close their mouths when the wasp approaches. Mm-hmm. I don't. I open it even bigger and... Stop it. I wasn't even going there. Yeah. Wasn't even going there. Right, so there you go. Uh, that's up for an award this evening. Anyone or anything that's kind of stupid that you're like, are we for serious? Um, I was talking to someone else earlier on who wanted to nominate the whole no music in the pubs thing and oh, having yeah. the TV turned down really low. You're not allowed to have a loud TV in COVID pubs. In COVID time pubs. I don't what, know why. What? what? You're not allowed to have live music. You're not allowed to have Fair. loud music and you're not allowed to have loud TV in a pub now during the obviously pandemic. Why? That, is that true? Oh, 100% true, yeah. Oh, that's very... Because, you see... Weird. Is it because people get excited and want to stay longer? It's when the virus can tell when you're not listening or things are very loud and it sneaks in your ear. Stop. It goes, hey, we're in now. That, that'll be a Darwin Award as well. This one, though, I think... One of the, there's two contenders, I think, for Darwin Award of the Week here on the show. The first is the couple who had a gender reveal party for their baby. I heard about this. In California. Yeah. And started a wildfire. How did they manage to do that? That's hit yourself in the face stuff. Is it not a balloon and you just pop the balloon and pink or blue comes out? That was usually it. Uh, there's, there's various different ways to do it. Some people have different coloured fireworks, but these people somehow set off uh, a wildfire. Gender reveal things are stupid. They're just idiotic and stupid. Stop them. I, I'll gladly we don't have them here. Happy days. But idiotic. Absolutely we do have idiotic. them. I went to one recently. A gender reveal party. Yes. No, we, we, do we not just have baby showers here? No. A pop of the balloon. I think it's a great idea. I love it. <sighs> when it's done safely, there's nothing wrong with it. There is everything wrong with it. So what if it's a boy or a girl? You're having a baby. Well done. Yeah, but you want to be prepared. You want to maybe get the boys' stuff or the girls' stuff. Or you just want to reinforce social norms and sexist ideas. What do you want to do? You want to get the guy a euro and the woman, like, 70 cent? Is that what you're doing? Don't be saying that now. Won't be saying that now. So, um, it was apparently, this fire was over in Southern California, San Bernardino County. The fire was caused by a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device. Sounds complicated. Firework set off. They probably maybe had like a, a blue firework or a pink firework and they set it off and like, yeah, woo. And now everyone has to be abandoned and you're burning the place down. That's definitely up there for the for Darwin Award this week. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad. But that doesn't need to cancel all the baby showers and gender reveal parties. Hmm. I would like to nominate all the gobshites that keep asking, how does a nine euro meal stop you from getting COVID-19? Sorry? Well, is that... It doesn't, I suppose. No, it doesn't. It's just the legislation. It's the restaurant legislation, apparently. Yeah. Thank you for that, anyway. Uh, the other thing I want to nominate, speaking of COVID, this is the other person I would like to nominate. Uh, this is a great headline. Priest who blamed COVID-19 on gay marriage tests positive for the virus. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. That's amazing. What an idiot. Wow. Oh, how ironic. Silly old priest. Uh, did he get, maybe he got, you know, gay married himself? Maybe he wants to. It's all coming out. It's all coming out now. 
I know there's a lot of things you can blame COVID-19 on. Gay marriage, though. How ridiculous. And then we test positive for the virus. So he is one of the stupidest people I've come across. He all is. Week. He has to win. Yeah. He's won. And now somebody during the week, who was it? I can't remember who messaged him yesterday. Just about the money at the ATM. Yes. person who left their money at the ATM, bit of a dumb thing to do. No, I don't think so. No? It's, it's very easily, you know. Yeah. Done. It is, though. Very easily done. You're very funny if the baby was a hermaphrodite. Yeah, what happens with that then? What I colour do you use? I don't know. Yeah, Lucy. Lucy was... No, that wasn't Lucy. That was Dermot. Lucy and I said... Uh, oh, yeah, that was you. About the money and the ATM machine. Yeah. So, listen, there we go. Our gay... Our, our priest who said COVID-19 was on gay marriage. Saoirse for stung in the mouth. Yeah. Um, gender reveal party that caused a wildfire. Priest wins. Hands down. Do you think we don't even wins? need to go through the list. Priest wins. Absolute idiot. Good luck to you. Oh, where was this guy? He's an, in fairness to him. I mean, is this in fairness? Is it, am I even allowed to you say, say this? You say because he's 91. No. He's a 91-year-old man. Back in his day... Get with the times, mister. Listen, he's over in... Where is this? The Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Now, Orthodox of any religion is still back 100, 200 years ago with their rules about life in the world. You know what I mean? Am I, am I trying to say it is okay? No, I'm just trying to understand where his head's at. 91-year-old men are backwards at the best of times. His head is in the gutter. His head is in the gutter in like 1842. 91-year-old priest who is the leader of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church said this. And he's been hospitalized by the illness. He's stable, but he blamed it. Blamed COVID-19 on gay marriage. It's obviously not... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Because of, it's because of bats. It's because of eating bats. And he got it himself. So listen, I suppose he does take, he does take it, doesn't he? He takes a biscuit tonight. Absolutely. Ridiculous man. And then he has COVID himself. It should be well. He needs a puff, Mr. Marley. Hey, yo. 
Mr. Marley, I love, so love, much. love when we get a message off you. Yeah, so much innuendo, sir. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Listen, there you go. If you see anything else and they would like to maybe sneak in a quick nomination before the end of the show this evening, let us know. 87 FM104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. And if you've been finding love a little bit hard, well then, love yourself at playblue.ie. You can visit the flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie. Now, if you've just tuned in, if you've been listening for a while, I'm sorry for harping, harping on about this, but if you've just tuned in, tomorrow night on the show, a very, very special show, be sure to tune in from 9 o'clock tomorrow evening. Usually on a Wednesday for the last couple of weeks, we've been engaged in a bit of a prank war where we've been stealing each other's phones. Not really stealing, we've been volunteering each other's phones and our phones to each other. So uh, between 10 and 11, like you had full access to my phone last week. Yeah. And full control over my phone for an entire hour or two. And it's been going on like that back and forth for the last couple of weeks. Due to an embargo, due to a serious, serious situation that has evolved and developed, we can't and have not been able to do that this evening. The earliest we can reveal this week's prank... <laughs> on Saoirse, is tomorrow at 9pm. So just want to let you know, make sure you're tuned in tomorrow, and then I'll give you the heads up that you need to know for Friday as well, because this is introduced, it's released tomorrow, kind of, it's released Friday, but we get the heads up and the, the reveal of a Thursday at 9 o'clock. I'm more concerned of my car, as I said. I could still be clamped, Saoirse I don't know. may be clamped. This is turning into a terrible week for today. Stung in the mouth, clamped and the greatest prank of all time happening tomorrow. Happening technically Friday, but Saoirse will find out about it tomorrow at nine and so will you. So be sure, set a little alarm and listen to us wherever you are. If you haven't got the app, go get the app so you can listen if you're away from a radio. If you're in the car, just make sure tomorrow night, nine o'clock, tune into Room 104. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be special. It's the greatest prank I have ever done in my entire life. And as I said earlier on, I didn't think anyone would go for this. I didn't think the people that needed to sign off on this would and I was... Not building myself up because I knew there was a strong chance I'd be disappointed. But somehow the stars aligned. Everyone got on board with this. It was signed off this afternoon at half 12. It is 100% confirmed happening. And I cannot wait. You're a loser. The greatest prank I have pulled off in my entire life. And I don't think I'll ever beat this one. This is huge. You need to get a life. This is huge. Huge. It's huge. Any ideas what it is? No, I don't. I thought it I thought it was obviously a few different things. I thought it was something to do with like people I know that you talk to them or <clears throat> incorrect. Some, something to do with hacking my phone or Nope, nothing I, like that. I don't know. But I've mo- I've moved away from the phones. Talk to my mom nope. or my dad nope. or friends. See, I wouldn't involve your family in things like this. So it's purely to do with me. Purely to do with you. And the job. Purely to do with you. And the job. No. Oh, kind of. A little bit, yeah. Kind of. A very little bit. Interesting. No idea. Absolutely blank. Well, I will be presenting it to her tomorrow night on the show. Tune in from nine. You do not want to miss it. Now, how is this going to work if it's a visual? That's what I want to know. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that at all. Set your alarms. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock. 
going to be special. It's going to be beautiful. Saoirse might leave. <laughs> right? She might leave. But I think it'll be worth the risk. We all thought it was worth the risk. Sitting around our table going, will she leave? You won't leave. Maybe you all want me to leave. Huh? It's fine. This is constructive dismissal. <laughs> this is a case of constructive... We keep pranking her. Why won't she leave? Why won't she leave? Why did we give her a permanent contract? God! And we can't oh, get her out Oh, you're all so screwed. I love it. I have full control of suing all of you. You do, yeah. Amazing. Although... Mm. No. Anyway, embargoed technically till tomorrow night, nine o'clock. Technically embargoed till Friday. But I'll let you know, tomorrow night at nine. But it's not happening till Friday? Not happening till Friday. Okay, because someone's after texting going, Thursdays are my, I assume, day off. Maybe you don't day off, I won't hear you guys. Okay, well, you'll hear what's happening on Friday. Do they, do they have to be there for tomorrow as well? Or can that person only tune in on Friday? Uh, Thursdays are my day off, so I won't hear you guys. Don't worry. Don't worry at all. Are they okay for Friday? Listen. It's all good. Tommy, don't be worrying, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, take me to the airport immediately, please, Tommy. <laughs> Get me out of here. On a plane, going out of here. Please, Tommy. Oh, God. Right, uh, still to come on the show, you'll be hearing from a man who has created the world's largest burger, 30,000 calories, and it weighs about two stone as well. It's from a uh, takeaway over in the, the UK. And we're trying to figure out as well if any uh, takeaways or chippers or restaurants here are still doing any of those food challenges. I know some places have, like, the wings challenge, like yeah. the really hot wings. I can't remember which places do that. Some places... I can't remember which have the giant pizza challenge. There's a pizza challenge. There's an ice cream challenge somewhere. Yeah, where I, I can't remember if it's in Dublin or if it's in London where you get basically, it's like, you know, scrum diddlies, but by 25. Yeah. And then you have to try and finish that. Looks delicious though. So if, you've, if is there any places where they have these ridiculous food challenges? Will you let us know? 0876797104. I don't know what the crack is with that. Uh, remember we spoke to someone who did a fry challenge. Yeah, the, the guy good. who was coming over here, mm. the competitive food eater. Yes. I can't remember where that was, but th- th- there's a lot of there is a lot of places. There used to be a place out in Liffey Valley. Was it called? No, Patchy's is the chipper. There was a place. Patchy's is a pizzeria. Sorry, yeah. there was a place in Liffey Valley beside the cinema before they changed it all. That was like a American Indian. I don't know. Uh, place they used to do. I think it was a steak challenge or it might have been a pizza challenge. So steak would be a difficult one. Yeah. Meat in general, in fairness. Red I, meat, the, heavy meat, yeah. The burger challenge sounds amazing, but could you finish even three burgers? Like, you'd be struggling a little bit. Uh, I don't think I'd get anywhere near this. If you want to see the picture of the burger, by the way, the Two Stone Burger, the world's largest burger, at underscore room 104 on Instagram, if you want to check that out. It is insane. It is insane. But if there's anything similar going on around Dublin, will you let us know? 0876797104. That's on the way in a few moments' time. We'll have music from Jason Derulo on the way. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. But heavy on meat and, you know, you're getting the bacon and cheese and yeah. bread of the bun. It's a lot. Yeah. So I think what they're doing as well is if you can finish this 30,000 calorie two stone burger in under an hour, you get it for free which is insane. But we just want to know, if the, are there still some food challenges taking place in different restaurants and chippers around Dublin? If you know of any, 
Will you let us know and drop us in a WhatsApp, whether it's your local takeaway or restaurant or whatever the crack is? 0876797104. Spurs Steakhouse at Liffey Valley. £4 sirloin steak challenge. Dave, was that the Spurs one that is now closed? Was that the one at the front beside, I think it was beside an Eddie Rockets and the other side of the cinema? Because someone said, hey, it was the steakhouse in Liffey Valley did the challenge. Are, are these two separate places? Was I, it Spurs I doubt Steakhouse? It. I mean, if they're both steaks, no, I wouldn't say so. But is that still going, no? I don't know. Well, the one I'm thinking of is definitely gone. Oh. Um, but it reminded me of, you know, like a, an American-style big buffet diner yeah. place. Loads and loads of seats. And you, I think, that, was that it? You keep going up. Was there an all-you-can-eat option at it as well? Free refills. That's what I think was in it as well. Free refills. One of the first places that had free refills. And you're like, oh my God, well, really? You're like, yeah. Um, oh. Thanks for that, Dave. And thank you for that. Yeah, Katrina sent that in the steakhouse. Like, is is it Spurs or was it the steakhouse that are doing that? Uh, I ate a whole Whopper burger once. That's, that's impressive. In that's, fairness, though, a Whopper burger is hard to eat. Yeah. It's filling. Yeah, nice. Um, Alicia, talking about disgusting foods, by the way. We're chatting to... Uh, Somebody who runs the Disgusting Food Museum over in Sweden. It is what it's exactly what it says on the tin: disgusting, horrific food. Uh, someone said, or Alicia said, not disgusting to me at all, but everyone thinks I'm mad. A tuna sandwich with chipstick crisps. Like I love chipstick crisps, and I do love a tuna sandwich. Mm. I'd never have thought of putting them together. It wouldn't revolt me, but it's not exactly something that I would have said works. I can't. Maybe hunky dories on a tuna sandwich would be okay. I can't stand tuna, so this is out for me as well. I love chipsticks, but now you're after Alicia. You're after confusing the taste in my mind of chipsticks with tuna, and I'm like tuna and sunflower oil. It's the best thing ever. No. Like the brie. You're, like, you're the... like Tara Murray used to always come in with tins of tuna. tuna. Yeah, they're delicious. They are good. That's yeah. disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. But uh, cool. Listen, we'll be chatting to that guy from the burger place a little bit later on. Any. Dublin food places that are doing those kind of challenges, do let us know. 0876797104. We had a question that we were going to use earlier on, but we got slightly sidetracked. Yes, we do have a question that we were going to um, use earlier on, and this is quite terrifying, actually. So, the average person walks past what 36 times in their life? 36 is a very specific number. It is. The average person walks past what 36 times... In their life. Their car being clamped. Oh, don't say that. Yours could be like 37 this evening, maybe. Don't say that. Okay. Uh, no, that's not the answer. The average person walks past what? 36 times. What have you walked past thirty? only 36 times in your entire life? Or will you walk by 36 times in your entire life? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What could that be? It's not a good thing. A bit like my prank. It's not a good thing. Oh, that's a good answer. I like that from Rob. What is it? A fight. Is ah. it a fight? 36, 36 times in your life you'll walk past a fight. You know what? Let's be honest. People are scum. <laughs> they are, though. So I'd say you'd walk past way more yeah. than 36 fights in your life. Yeah, everyone's a scumbag. Uh, me... You, Saoirse, you as well, in, in the car listening or at home. You're a scumbag. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's a good one, actually. Do you walk past a letterbox 36 times in your life? Ah, uh, you'd do that. Again, you would, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. You would, probably without even noticing. A coffin. Who walks past a coffin? 
Well, you kind of would, wouldn't you? By the time in your life you've gone to a... Especially if you're 70 or 80 and everyone you know is dead anyway, you've definitely gone to The average funerals. person walks past. Yeah, or maybe like if you're walking on the road and there's a funeral procession going by that you'd walk past the coffin. That seems like a high number. 0876797104. Walk past a dead body. Oh, that's terrifying. A walk, dead body. Walk past a dead body, Keith. Jesus, I'd hope not. Uh, right, 0876797104. On average, you're walking past this 36 times. Over the course of your lifetime? Over the course of your lifetime. Okay. Okay. Very, Any ideas? Very gay Bernie of me there. Um, RIP. <laughs> the average person will walk past this 36 times in their life. Take a guess. Everyone is going really, really dark. We've gone from fights to coffins to dead bodies in the space of three minutes. Yes, we have. Keep it going. Go darker. Why not? 0876797104. Jason Derulo. Take me dancing. It's F104. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.